We are excited to announce our corporate collaboration with the Hanover Theater and Conservatory in Worcester, Mass. for season two of Don't Touch My Podcast. We are partnering with the Hanover Theater to amplify the local creative community and bridge the gap between the BIPOC communities to create equitable access and participation. Hi, this is Jennifer Gaskin. And this is Giselle Rivera Flores. And this is Don't Don't Touch My Podcast. Podcast, The show where we delve into the complexities of diversity, inclusivity, and what it means to be a Latin and Black woman in America. Unsolved Worcester, a true crime cold case podcast series exploring the dozens of unsolved murders and missing persons cases currently under investigation by the Worcester Police Department is now available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Unsolved Worcester will take a deep dive into unsolved cases that date as far back as the 1950s and 60s. For more information and updates, visit unsolvedworcester.com and follow Unsolved Worcester on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Unsolved Worcester, a podcast series because this city could use a break. Welcome to season two, episode eight of Don't Touch My Podcast. Today, our topic is All Lives Matter. Now, I know you guys are probably like, why are Jen and Giselle talking about All Lives Matter? Well, we want to have a conversation about why that is problematic as a response to Black Lives Matter. So let's start here. The deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Rashad Brooks have not only served to reignite the Black Lives Matter movement, but it also the furor at its most common rebuttal, which is All Lives Matter. The back and forth has been going on for over seven years. And when Vice President Mike Pence was was pressured to ask if he felt like Black Lives Matter, he responded that I really believe all lives matter. While some purposefully say all lives matter to provoke conflict, others see it as harmless, even an inclusive remark. But that isn't the way most black people experience it. For me, whenever I've heard all lives matter, it's been in response to black lives matter. And it's confusing for me in the sense that if you truly believe that all lives matter, then you should also believe that my life matters. And what we see every day in the news, what we experience every day as black and brown people walking around is that our lives do not matter as much as white people's lives. Really, when we're saying black lives matter, we're saying black lives matter too. We're not saying that other people's lives matter less or more or anything. We're just saying like our lives matter too. In order for all lives to matter, black lives have to matter. So that's my perspective on it. Giselle, what's your perspective? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that. When we talk about all lives matter, we're really saying exactly that, which is that conversation, that statement only came out of the fact that black lives mattered. We didn't hear this prior to that. And so I feel like we're in this weird era in where everything that you stand for, there is an opposition to it. If we say that... 4th of July isn't really for people of color and we're going to celebrate, let's say, Juneteenth, then all of a sudden there's an opposition to Juneteenth. 
and but where even Juneteenth is problematic, right? Like how you celebrate the fact that two years after everybody was told they were free, that some other slaves in Texas didn't get that message till two years later. No, I don't disagree. My right? problem like, is really? that if some people feel that that's what they want to highlight, then why is there an opposition to it? There's constantly, right, right. if we say, hey, you know, the Star Spangled Banner is not really for us because it doesn't portray our experience during that time, there's controversy mm-hmm. around that. If you don't agree consistently with the th- the overall theme of American history, then all of a sudden you're like an anti-patriot, which Mm -hmm. is not the case. We're just saying we just want to be included in those conversations. Overall, I just feel like there's always an opposition when you're standing against the mainstream idea of what you should be. And if you don't fit that, then you're on the opposite side. And I don't think that's the case. I think we should be having open discussions. Right now, Roberto Clemente in Florida What's his name? DeSantis? Right. Oh, DeSantis. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's taking Oh, by the out- way, we have a special guest with us in the studio. <laughs> if you just heard some bass, I don't have a cold. <laughs> we actually have a special guest. That's, the, that's uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so on the topic of All Lives Matter, we have David Ginsburg here. He's going to talk about why All Lives Matter from his perspective I'm going to give over the mic to him because I think it's super important to see both sides. It's one thing when we're saying from our perspective, hey, all lives matter is problematic and this is why. But I think it's equally important to hear that from people that are our allies and other cultures because that's a different perspective that we can tap into. And if they can see it, then we all should be able to see but why David, it's problematic. But let's, let's not, let's not but be... But don't yell, David. But let's not be problematic. <laughs> let's, I can't even get a word in. Let's let him introduce and tell us who he is because or who he identifies as because I we don't want to assume and people might take your name and what we're saying and assume things about you. So tell us who you are, what you identify as. Sure, thank you. First of all, some of you may know my name. I'm the general manager here at WIC and Public Radio where the podcast is recorded. Giselle and I co-host a show called Business Beat here. And we've been Look friends. at him plugging his own show. Uh, but go co- ahead. Of course we are. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. We'll let you. Giselle and I have been friends for quite a while at this point. <laughs> so... Um, there's a couple different things. So I identify, I'm a white Jewish, non-practicing Jewish atheist. Um, wow. So, yeah, I don't know how else to describe it, but a dog lover, Worcester resident, Worcester native. But to me, there's a couple of different factors at play when we talk about all lives matter, that phrase, which I'm not a fan of. And the reason I'm not a fan of it, I think, number one, aside from the points you made, which I agree with, Jen, the response to when people say Black Lives Matter is all lives matter, to me, is a, is a defensive move to pivot away from the issues that Black Lives Matter is trying to address in the first place. It's it's a movement to try and deflect from the racial history of this country, which is not a great one. And there is a larger movement happening now to, for lack of a better term, whitewash our history. Mm-hmm. We, we, Giselle mentioned DeSantis a little while ago. What he's doing in Florida, trying eliminating the AP African-American history course because it teaches things like intersectionality and queer theory. And teaches subjects that goes into potentially police brutality, why we have Black Lives Matter as a movement in this country in the first place. Black Lives Matter wouldn't be a movement in this country if there wasn't a need for it to say, hey, look, our experience in America has been vastly different from that of your experience in America. And we can either, as can't speak for everybody, but from my point of view, either you can stop and take a moment to say, you know what, I'm going to hear what these folks have to say, because if millions of people are saying my experience has been so different here, my day-to-day experience... Mm-hmm. 
is so different from yours that maybe there is an issue here. Maybe what the critical race theory and, and the, you know, conservative white people get so freaked out. You mentioned CRT because, God forbid, we might actually look at the true history of this country and realize how profoundly racist it's been and how much we've institutionalized racism in our systems, and which is all that CRT purports, which is accurate. It doesn't mean that every white person is racist. It doesn't mean everybody now is responsible for slavery from 200 years ago. It means that the systems in this country, the legal system in particular, which is crooked to be, from all the way through, aside from the racial aspect of it, if you're poor in America, doesn't matter what color you're, yeah, forget yeah, it. you're screwed. Right. And either the whole goal of this country, the founding of this country was built on the premise of to promote the general welfare, to create a more perfect union. Well, we are, have not done a lot for the general welfare of this country. We've done some, but we have a ways to go. We are not a more perfect union. We should be striving towards that. And the way you strive to or you achieve that, rather, is by looking at where you've fallen short and saying, how do we change things, change systems so that they're better? And for what Giselle was talking about, the 4th of July and Juneteenth, mm -hmm. You know, there's a great writer, for those listening, if you ever read a blog called or a Substack newsletter called Hell World by Luke O'Neill. Luke's written a couple of books. He's an incredibly talented writer, and he covers a lot of this stuff. And one of the, his premises he wrote a, a couple of years ago was a great piece, if you can find it, was about the American civic religion, which has become this Yahoo patriotism uh -huh. that knee-jerk, my country is the best, and, and we can't ever question anything. If you question anything about America, you're a traitor. No. It means that looking and saying, okay, we've come quite far in some areas and other areas, we have a healthcare system that doesn't work for the majority of the, of the country. You can go broke getting sick in America. And if you're poor in America, forget yeah, it. Yeah, forget it. You're just going to die. That's, that's right. <laughs> right. I don't mean to laugh at that, but that's exactly what, no, it, what it comes down to. We do have severe racial gaps in this country, and it's being exploited more than ever by politicians who are cynically trying. There's a movement in the Republican Party now to create an authoritarian government and end democracy in America. And they're winning. It, mm -hmm. It's incredibly frightening. So to me, when I hear the phrase all lives matter, I hear I don't want to hear that my country is not what I've been told by the right wing media. It is. It's I don't want to hear that what I learned in elementary school from our history, which history is written by the victors. I don't want to hear that the history I was taught was false. Oh. That's what it comes back to. But even if, you look, if you look, if you look at what we're currently reading for our book club, 1619 Project, if you look at that and I don't know how far you are in your read yet, Giselle. But it goes into kind of the whole premise behind the Revolutionary War. And the whole premise behind the Revolutionary War is that they didn't want to lose their slaves. Right. Right? Like, I never, like... But if you ask anyone no, right now why these things were happening, right, they will say that a big piece of it was based on money. Mm -hmm. But it's not based on money. It's not the wealth piece. It's the slave piece because the slave piece feeds into to the, the wealth. wealth. Piece. Right? Does right, that make right. sense? Right. No, totally. You can't have one totally. without the other. Yeah, totally. right. When you don't have to pay for labor, you can accumulate quite a bit of wealth quite quickly. Right. 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 And that's exactly what right. happened in and this country. And we don't want to take responsibility for that because if we acknowledge it, then they know that there's reparations that need to be paid. But yeah. also, I mean, if we just simply take a look back. And we just acknowledge, I mean, other than the reparations, right, how much of a better quality of life could we provide without having this divisive conversation consistently with people because we are always on the other end of the stick, right? And so when we have these conversations, it always seems like it's combative. It always mm -hmm. seems aggressive. It always, mm -hmm. But also it's been years and years and several decades of the same conversation. At one point, you do get exhausted and tired and you don't want to talk about it anymore. And when you do, you do sound a little angry. You do sound a little bitter because what is the point? And so we should just be taking a step back and saying, what is the harm in acknowledging our faults? And I think 
just human behavior overall that's our biggest mm-hmm. you know setback is that we can never even on a one-on-one right we can never just take a step back and say i apologize for the things that i've done because accountability takes you a long way mm-hmm. there's a lot of self-reflection there and if you do that then you feel that you are the bad person however we're not living in that era so we should be able to say listen for all of the things that we have done for all of the atrocities we mm-hmm. have caused we want to kind of start fresh yeah how do we start fresh and by doing that is by taking accountability. In any situation, you got to be able to have a difficult conversation. It's yep. part of being an adult. And, you yep. know, I don't care what color you are, where you come from. Just You have to be able to address issues and have a candid conversation that can have a productive outcome. It's about seeing people as human, right? Correct. Like, see me as a person the same way you're as a, a person, right? Yeah. It's about practicing humanity, right? Correct. And part of that is being accountable for when you make mistakes. You're right. Well, And what also galls me, the, the hypocrisy that is throughout the country is extraordinary, but what galls me, because a lot of the All Lives Matter things, we were talking before we started recording about Mike Pence's quote, which mm-hmm. is another piece of garbage. Sorry, but he is. But the fact that he can't even speak up for his own self just shows you what kind of person. Mike like, Pence, they were literally outside with a noose talking about hang Mike Pence, and you yeah. won't even come out and say, like, yo, that was effed up. Yeah, and also, <laughs> he also, when he was governor of Indiana, when there was a massive AIDS crisis happening in his state because oh, of why would he drug, care? The intravenous drug use. And there was a movement to provide clean needles for addicts. He w- was against that because uh, on his own religious grounds. I was just so, going to say, because he's reading So the all lives apparently don't matter because you're not willing to do anything to help these folks who are dying of right. a preventable right. illness. No, they, they don't matter. That's right. And so the hypocrisy is, especially there's an evangelical Christian movement in this country that is frightening in how powerful and widespread it is. The rise of Christian nationalism right now in America, it should be, anyone paying attention should be terrified of what right. this is there, doing. These are dom- domestic terrorism. Correct. But what the hypocrisy that galls me about all of this is that these so-called Christians have clearly never read, and I'm, not, I'm an atheist, I'm a Jewish atheist, and I've read more about Jesus than these people have. What? So Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, love the poor, heal the mm-hmm, sick, mm-hmm. that's it. That, it. Love thy neighbor. Rabbi Hillel, one of the ancient rabbis in early Judaism, was asked, you know, can you explain the Torah? And he said, love thy neighbor, everything else is commentary. It's all right, it is. It's just, right, and literally we're be a so, good person. We're so far away from that. Why are we so afraid to say, okay, these folks are having a difficult time. It, historically, black people in this country have been marginalized. All these morons that claim that the Civil War is about states' rights. Well, guess which states' rights? 1619 Project. Again, go in there and please pick up the book. Even if you don't want to do the book club or whatever, pick up the book. Even if you're so lazy that you want to read the summary like my daughter, Just watch the Hulu. Anne-Marie, yeah, you watch can, who can don't get the summary book. What's wrong with you? The summary book. But no, even in there, they talk about how Lincoln originally was he did he really the only reason why he did the emancipation proclamation was to get the black people to fight on the union side that's essentially it like he he did come around like they talk about how frederick Douglass was the one who eulogized him and i would i have to go find that the transcript of that speech but he they said he was very honest about who he was as as a person and that he had evolved to get to the place that he signed the emancipation proclamation but really the reason that they freed the slaves was so that they could fight the un- for the Union and yeah. win the war. The oldest political philosophy in the world is divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. And we still see it to this day. Oh, absolutely. If, you know, there's, I can't remember the, which racist politician said this, but back in the 50s or 60s, one of them said, if you can convince the lowest white man that the Negro is coming to take mm-hmm. his shit— He'll vote for you, and yep. it's true. And we've done that, so it's 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 not. But your we've f- done that. They've literally times done over it. And over they, did it. they did it. They did it for the works. Revolutionary War. That's yes. how they got 
the Virginians and all of them to join into the war is because they said, oh, you have to join into this war, you're going to lose your slaves. Right. But not only that, but I mean, fast forward hundreds of years, then you talk about like the development of Ellis Island and all Mm -hmm. of those things. When we started having immigration from seas in Europe, it was the same conversation. It was. Of course it was. I just saw Emancipation, remember, we were talking about that. I don't watch slave movies. Don't watch it. It's a slave movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Will Smith is in it. However, it ends when he joins the union that's kind of like what saves him and some of this conversation is so these guys go back home right so that ends but based on after the fact they go back home so now these guys are free and the conversation is while the others are out at war now the black freed slaves are taking over their jobs right mm-hmm. then they right. come back well, now war. this is the narrative right all and the immigrants are taking the right the and then jobs. it continues and we did it to the irish people when they came to the yep. island we did it and the italians didn't like yeah, the it? irish well, but that's why now like, that's why the italians are so connected to this christopher christopher columbus narrative and you know them not being like the black people and they're so connected to this racist narrative and then you have also and I shouldn't say all because I'm generalizing but you have many Irish people who are connect again connected to this racist narrative because as long as they're not black they're they're not at the bottom of the, of right. the list but a hundred years ago you were you were down store. there yeah you, you were, were with you us had store, you had stores that said no Irish need to right, apply right yeah. you know Mike, Mike wasn't ba- uh, JFK was our first Irish Catholic uh, president uh, that's and I'm think I think Joe Biden is the second correct mm-hmm. that, that's correct and listen are you, you driving know, mics over there yes my, <laughs> my ancestors weren't the most historically popular folks either the right. Jews were kicked no, out yeah. of every country every in country genocide the came, whole thing so Worcester's always been a city of immigrants and my grandparents my grandfather was three when his family came over from what's now Kiev in Ukraine and they were all siloed on Vernon Hill. That was where the Jewish section, and it was mm-hmm. a tenement. And the reason that they became successful in business, many of them anyway, was because they were excluded from mainstream society. So they had to create their own banks. That yep. My grandfather ran at the Hebrew Free Loan Society. They had to create their own businesses. They had to create their own houses of worship because they were excluded from every place. Exactly. And as the next generation started to make some money, then they moved to the other side of the city and started to expand. But that's we've always marginalized groups. We've always had a scapegoat to blame. Yep. For the, yep. it's always it's those people's folks. And really, it's a, the people you want to blame are a small cadre of the elites who control everything yep. that have the money that pull the strings. Our government. I don't care what party you belong to. I'm an independent, but I don't care what party you belong to. The parties are corrupt to their core. They're by money, by special mm-hmm. interest money that determines how things really get done here. And they perpetuate stereotypes, they perpetuate division because it allows them to continue to move forward and gather strength. Exactly. And as long as they keep pushing down the black and brown people, then they're always still on top. Right. No matter how poor you are, if you, even if you're a maid or whatever, if you're a white maid, you're somehow better than the black or the brown maid. And that's kind of the, the narrative. That's why we have to say Black Lives Matter because we're not being held up or treated equally or protected in the same ways as other people. Because we just want to be part of that conversation, Mm -hmm. right? The Black Lives Matter slogan is about not being part of the conversation. The fact that it has to occur, like David said, is because there are disparities in the country that have been disproportionately against black and brown people. When we're saying Black Lives Matter, we're just simply saying that we also matter. And maybe we should have included that in the beginning of the phrase. Maybe we should have just put two at the end. Yeah, Black Lives Matter too. Because I don't understand why it's also now white lives matter and we do the same thing with the police right we black lives matter listen the blue lives matter gets on my nerve like you're not a smurf 
<laughs> and you can go home and take that blue shirt off when you get home. But like, also, I don't who, understand. And we have these conversations all the time. We're not saying we're anti-police because no. I've never said that. What I yep, am your is- stepfather is a, is is a retired police officer. Mm-hmm. My aunt is a retired police officer. How could I be anti? Like I can't. But also, I've called the police. Right, like, I, I call want, the police if, if somebody services. breaks in my house. I'm gonna call the police if somebody hits my car. Like right. I'm calling the police. But like what I was saying earlier is every time you say something, there has to be an opposition. There has to right. be another stand right. to go against. And That's blue lives matter religion. is right. yeah, and it's unbelievable. Like you can't. And no one can agree like the sky is blue. It's almost like it's impossible. Still Someone right. will say it's a different shade of blue or whatever the case yeah. may be. Well, it even can look never at be this, um, the recent narrative about this Chinese spy balloon, right? They're like, okay, yeah, it's a Chinese spy balloon. We blew it down or whatever. And now they find all these other things floating around. And they're like questioning Joe Biden. What do you mean you're saying it's not harmful? Show us proof it's not harmful. It's like, why can't we just... Because Give, people are so dumb and so yeah, drowning like, conspiracy theories that are prevalent everywhere. It, 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 but well, also, maybe if it wasn't, maybe you shouldn't know. Well, right, like maybe it's... <laughs> because right, if you're already like, this hysterical and you don't know what it is, yeah. imagine right. if you And know. also, stop overvaluing your own importance in the world. Correct. You know, for like, Christ's sake, it's not... Why do you need to yeah, know, David? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. For, for the Karen in Utah who's worried that the Chinese right, spy like, balloon... Why, what is she going to do? Yeah, right. Oh, oh wait. She, did she just put ketchup on a hot dog? Wait, right, get the right, hell out. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> no one cares. Nobody cares. It's, 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 social media has... It, part of it has been social media has made everyone think they're the main character mm-hmm. in, in the movie and you're not not that important i'm sorry conspiracy theories none of us are one of the, <laughs> maybe the most damaging thing and there's been a lot of damage the trump administration did in this country but maybe the most damaging has been the absolute assault on truth and on mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. and it's to a point that there are people in this country that if donald trump came out and said today's or there's no such thing as thursday they'd be throwing their calendars out the right, window right. Oh, and this them. is wrong yeah. we talked about the she said movie that came out yep, and yep. it starts off with the fact that they kind of lost they felt that the women writers felt like they lost something because they had all of the women that came out, did their testimonials. They wrote this beautiful piece about sexual assault from Trump himself. And within a couple of weeks that was released, he was nominated and right. elected. So right. it really did feel it really does feel that oftentimes you can't have these conversations mm-hmm. because you're talking to someone who's just they're not there, mm-hmm. right? Like anything you can say doesn't really matter because they believe their own truth and they're in their own world and they have their own perspectives and they say this is it. I and believe that, and even that's all that. Particular... They also have a media that reinforces what they believe. Correct. You live I in an echo chamber. Say. Yeah. So you live in an echo chamber that instead of hearing something, it's, there was a time in this country, and it remains true, even though people deny it, that two things can be true at the same time, even yep. though they might be opposite. So. It, we, you know, it's become this absolutism. Most of life is a hundred shades of gray. There's never anything that's really so yeah, black cut and, and white. Dry. Exactly. And yet, people want to hear it, and then they get this reinforcement from the story that's been breaking today about Fox News and the Dominion lawsuit about the depositions that show. Yep, yep. Fox News knew they were lying through they their teeth. They knew they were lying. They, were lying. they knew Sidney yep. Powell was full of shit. They knew it was all nonsense. They knew the election wasn't rigged and stolen. It was all bullshit. In the text, they were saying it's costing us ratings, our stock prices down, and we're losing viewers to Newsmax and OIN. Who will tell them what they want to hear? Not the truth, but they'll tell them what they want so to hear. So let's all tell them what they want to yeah. hear. And so, so they, you you compromise your... Yeah, right. but also we have to... T- I feel us as individuals, we have to take some accountability for some of that in where we should be able to say and we should be able to decipher what is real life and what is not real life. We should be able to take things... I mean, 
there's our kids are in school and they're learning how to find sources, right? But however, we're just listening to, to one whatever, station right. or, or and like letting it feed us, yep. right? And we're taking these like buzz clips and these sound bites, and we're like, that's what we run with, and that's why you hear a lot of the repetitive nonsense because there is no actual thought process behind it. It's just a kind that's of right. I I take it in, I absorb it, and then I regurgitate. So I'm ready to kind of like combat you and battle you with words because I know a little bit of a phrase that someone from Ohio said. And it has no relevance to what's happening or any factual basis. And so I blame a lot of this also on us as individuals in our country and where we don't take ourselves seriously enough to say, I should look into this a little further and I shouldn't take this as a surface. Because there are things that even myself that I feel like, yeah, I would love to believe that, but also... Maybe that's not factual. And I'm constantly, I'm constantly looking, looking, looking. And even if it goes against what I originally thought would be the correct answer, I'm like, well, this is what it is. This is right. This you is have the to fact. tell the truth. I can't this walk around fact. saying otherwise. Right. And so, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, we don't have a lot of stats today because everyone's all fired up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> normally we yeah, normally we provide these stats and we provide actions and, and things that we can do that are actual things that make a difference Mm -hmm. in perspective and also in accountability because we can't just live in like la la land. That's insane. But you have to, this is what I said to my husband the other day. I said, the United States is a narcissistic country. They gaslight people into believing their fantasy. We have this whole fantasy within ourselves and that we try to project to the world about who we are as, as a country. And we're not that correct. Like the, the United, American, yeah, the United States, the whole American States. exceptionalism thing, yeah. yeah. And they, and we ga- if somebody tries to say, you know, Black Lives Matter, we gaslight them with All Lives Matter. Like right. it, m- the United States is a straight up narcissistic com- yeah. country. I mean, black it's people like are what twelve and a half. Yeah, it's a toxic ex-boyfriend. Black people are what twelve and a half percent of the country's population, something yep. like that, and, yep. and yet forty percent of the prison population. Right, mm-hmm. there's that's, something it, wrong. It's not because black people commit more crimes. <laughs> it, right, and I'll show you stats that will demonstrate that. It's that they get treated more harshly than white people do by the court and by the legal Correct. system. Correct. Well, or even I, I, people will always throw out. Remember, we were on a social media something, and somebody said to you, Giselle, about. Oh, well, you can tell me how to apply to food stamps. I forget what the comment was or something. So he told me, actually. I forget what the comment. What was the comment? He said, why don't you show me how to apply for Section 8? No, it was Section 8. I was like, I don't know what that looks like. And I I I responded like, hey, ask your auntie because there's more white people (laughs) on Section 8 than white people. I can't believe Giselle just didn't introduce Section Foot in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah. go ask your auntie because there's more white people on. Yeah, and we ended up putting people. a whole but we just like yeah. stopped engaging with him, but we started putting all up of stat. these like stats. Like this is these are the individuals that take a portion of the social services that we have, and there is nothing wrong with that. No, that's what, that's what they're programs. there for. Right. So, to people. And you never see like our race like putting down another race because they take social services at a greater like advantage than right. we do. So like, you should be you should have said that to him. I should have, but I don't think he would have comprehended. No, I, I can only imagine your reaction to that. <laughs> I don't even think he spelled out Section Eight. I think yeah. it was like Sec Eight. Sec Eight. Yeah, yeah he probably doesn't like, know how to that? spell Section. Yeah. So oh. did, I have this quote. You it's have, from. You should reply with, "I can tell you, I, no, but I can show you how to apply for a platinum credit card." <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't know, but I can take you in my Bugatti. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, rent me a Bugatti. Right, right on the side. Get that Bugatti. Um, so this quote is from Jason Reynolds. He's the author of All American Boys. Um, And he says, 
I know for a fact that based on the numbers, my life hasn't mattered. That black black women's lives definitely haven't mattered. That black trans people's lives haven't mattered. That black gay people's lives haven't mattered. That immigrants' lives don't matter. That Muslims' lives don't matter. The indigenous people of this country's lives have never mattered. I mean, we could go on and on and on. So when we say all lives, are we just talking about white lives? And if so, then that's just to say that cause it's coded language but also like we said earlier we're not even saying white lives we're saying a specific class of people right it's not not white poor lives just white affluent lives you're right i think what you said earlier there should be called black lives matter too right because that's the gist of it right the thing i want to make mention of because you brought this up a little while ago and that the way people hear things just regurgitate them without thinking them through and processing you know, and it's we're seeing it again now where these cries of socialism. Socialism, socialism means the, the government, the state controls the means of production. We're, nobody's suggesting that. Mm-hmm. It means that it started after the Civil War when wealthy land, white landowners in the South didn't want, they wanted to prevent black people from voting and exercising their constitutional rights because they said the black people are going to vote for roads and bridges and schools to benefit themselves, and it's going to, the money's going to come from taxes taken from white people. Yes. That's exactly right. That's it. (laughs) And when we talk about the need for social service, our infrastructure is crumbling in this country. We finally Mm -hmm. have an infrastructure plan, but it's been crumbling in this country for for a generation. You know, is socialism, your your tax pay for police and fire, is that socialism? Your funds pay for the army and Navy and armed forces that you just worship, is that socialism? It doesn't mean socialism the way it's used in this country, not from the people that don't know what the word means, but the way it's proposed by a lot of Democrats and liberals is we need to provide health care for everybody so they don't mm-hmm. go bankrupt and lose their homes and die in the street because they can't afford access to health care. Socialism in this case means providing a social safety net that actually allows people to live a life of dignity. They have food on the table. Mm-hmm. The kids go to schools that are funded well. They, they're getting a hot meal in school as well as at home. They qualify teachers. It means that people aren't going broke deciding, do I buy insulin this month or do I buy food? That's what it all It's it equality. Comes down to. It's equal. It's creating an equal system for humanity. Correct. It's not about. It's providing child care at a level yeah, that doesn't cost you half a salary to pay for a child care. A mortgage payment. Yeah, exactly. For, for child care is what we pay. That's right. And payment. having enough housing. We have enough housing in this country. We just don't have enough of it that's affordable to the general public. But making sure that we're subsidizing it so that, again, lives of dignity, the way Jesus preached. Every, right. Every, right. Live, right. If we want to go love, there, love let's grace, go there. Love, grace, kindness, and mercy. That's really all it comes down to. Ensuring people have the dignity and then the freedom to then pursue what they want to pursue in their mm-hmm. lives, career-wise, whatever their hobbies or interests may be. That's all it comes down to. And instead, we have a movement to make sure that the more money flows upward to the wealthy people on top of what we've already done for the past 40 years. We have demonstrable proof that supply-side economics does not work. It's a wealth transfer from the middle and lower classes to the upper classes, period. That's it. What Joe Biden, I might issues the Biden too, but I think overall he's been a very effective president the first two years. I have to say, I've been pushing that narrative for a couple weeks now. But why now. is it people that I think that he doesn't do it? Well, you know what? There's he's been one of the most think... consequential presidencies in history. But Side people don't think Obama did anything but when he, he has... did tons. Yes, but he's even surpassed. Uh, President Obama, in the sense that his legislation has made an impact. His Just the infrastructure. Is, I mean, the but infrastructure and the chips and si- I'm sorry, the Chips and Science Act is transformed and cleverly. A lot of the new, there's billions of, of hundreds of billions of dollars in, in electric battery manufacturing plants, green energy plants in red states, providing jobs, manu- good paying manufacturing jobs that pay six figures plus for people that don't need college degrees to go to work, which means that every boat gets lifted. Because his point, which is accurate, up until Reagan and his revolution, so to speak, started, in the last, the American centuries, they called it the 1900, the 1900 to, to, to 1999, 
was up until 1980 was was what Biden has done. You build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. You make sure that the average person can go to a job that pays enough to support a family, mm-hmm. to take a vacation every year, to afford a car, because we're a consumer-based economy. People don't have money to spend. The economy craters. Cra- yeah, and we've seen it. That's right. And we've seen it in the 70s, when, up until manufacturing started getting shipped overseas because it was cheaper to exploit people in other countries <laughs> and pay them nothing. You could get a manufacturing job in this country, work at a factory for 40 years, make a great living, mm-hmm. retire with a pension, and live the so-called American dream. And we, Biden is moving to restore some of that, and yet he's getting resistance from a party that what they claim to replace, they want to, they hate the New Deal. They want to replace, they want to re- repeal business regulations, any health regulations. Meaning, so you're not going to inspect my food anymore. I'm not going to have my meat inspected before right, I go and right, buy the. Right. That, that's what they want. They don't want health care for the public. They don't want any kind of social safety net. They don't want any kind of taxes taken from wealthy people. Period. That's it. But the sad part is the part that bothers me the most about the Republican Party, and this probably will surprise you guys, is the fact that they take advantage of poor, uneducated people. Yes. That's the part that pisses me yeah. off. Because when I see whoever, right, literally voting against their own interests, I forget what state it was, but they had the most people on the Affordable Health Care that got their insurance through the Affordable Health Care Act. They were, like, against it. They voted for Trump. And then it, everything went through, and they started repeat, getting rid of portions of the Affordable Health Care Act, and then all of these people lost their insurance. So you voted for this... Mm. to happen like you literally voted for your own but if you look at a lot demise of essentially yes down <laughs> south specifically they often will kind of criticize the northern states massachusetts new york and say everything's so expensive all of these things are happening however economically we are funding we are giving more yeah, back of course we are of so course we are. we are actually yeah. receiving yeah, in federal funds. kentucky mississippi louisiana florida alabama they all take in far more tax dollars than they from the feds than they return to the federal government. We're subsidizing these states who are then claiming we have freedom and we're not going to expand. And shipping yeah. immigrants up. Right, but, but it's, also- it's so hypocritical because you're saying that you're against social services or social And you're literally using program, the most of it. But you're yes. doing subsidies for your state. You're not giving back to the caliber in which we're doing. And then on top of that, your social services down south are nowhere in comparison to up here. Like if I was sick and down south, you better believe I'm trooping at eight, ten hours back up here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Car, plane, doesn't matter because I refuse to go to a hospital down there because it's not the same quality of care. And so if you if we just looked at them and said, hey, tell us what it is that you're using these funds for. Please break it down because obviously you're living in despair. Obviously their school system Mm -hmm. is not up to par. They're not ranking high on anything. There is no industry down there. So where is the money going? And then how are you planning to get it back to us when your whole rhetoric is you can't subsidize anything because these people don't want to work? I remember I seen somebody posted like a picture. I don't remember where it was supposed to be of, but it was like basically of like huts and like dirt roads or whatever. And the person said whatever they said. And then I said, well, actually, it looked like some places that I've been in the back roads of like Alabama and like yep. whatever. And they were like, oh, ha, ha, that doesn't happen here. I'm like, yeah, that just goes to show you how much you, you do not people. know about this country. Mississippi right. has people a- still living in dirt and huts with the, no running yes. water. The infant mortality rate in Mississippi is rivaling that of third world countries. Right. Yeah. 
Like, people don't even know what's going on in their own country. Because they see what's mostly projected, and what's mostly projected are the inner-city neighborhoods. We see things like Dorchester. Right, we Hmm. see things like Brooklyn. We see all these things that are happening. Listen, Brooklyn and Dorchester's on house hunters now. Stop playing. (laughs) (laughs) What you mean? I just want to point something out that's unrelated to the subject of the show, but something I want to point out because it comes up in business feed a lot. Giselle will always find a way to mention Brooklyn in a show. Of course. I'm going to always mention Boston or Dorchester. Chester, that's Jen right. does the same, David. So if you want to rep Worcester, you're on the right show. <laughs> right, so go ahead. You can rep, rep Worcester. Go ahead. But it really is that. I mean, I've been on those dirt roads, and I've been in what they would say is the ghetto mm-hmm. of the down south. And, I mean, it's It's, it's literally looks like a third world country. It, it really is the very bare minimum of livelihood, homes without roofs, there's kids without clothes on. Like, it looks like something out Mm -hmm. of a movie and it's everyday life. So when we see things like, especially like something like Flint, Michigan, that's had no clean water for, I don't know how many years now, I've lost count. And then on the other side, we're saying, Oh, we can't do that in the infrastructure. But all lives act. matter, Giselle. All lives matter. We can't yeah. fund money over there. We can't get schools up to par. It's, so then, what is it that you really stand for? What do you want to do? Yeah. Right. What are you doing? All the people that scream about immigrants, even though for a country that was built on immigrants, and, right? And is that what we're supposed to do? And murder the natives that were here when, when right. they got here. Right. By the way, right. a number of years ago, I was on a road trip. I drove across the country. Pearl and I drove for a month across the United States, and we're driving down the coast of California. And I was in the central coast of California, which is all farmland. And this is, I don't know, it must have been 5 in the afternoon, right around there, 5, 5.30. And where the fields are, the agriculture fields, it's all immigrants that are- mm-hmm. they're, they're all working. Mi- migrants yep. that come, they used to come seasonally, but before it got too difficult to come back and forth. But I got there right as the day was ending, right? So they're leaving the fields. They're leaving the fields in single file lines, getting on school buses that are guarded by armed guards. The guys standing there with shotguns. As I'm driving by, I slow down to watch this. They're standing there with shotguns. They get on the school buses. They get brought back. There's dormitory housing that's adjacent oh to the fields. Oh my god! And essentially, they're field hands that are they're going right, back. Right. So look- they're going back to dormitories. <gasps> After picking, mm. after picking produce in the fields for 12 hours in the hot sun, they get a meal and maybe a shower, and then they're back in the fields at 6 the next morning on mm. the school buses Sounds with armed like guards. slavery to me. But again, we, people tell we got to get rid of the immigrants. Well, who do you think is going out? Yeah, because guess who, what? Who's it's picking not, the strawberries? Listen, there's not... Right. I'm not, Listen, I told Giselle this already. I will never go back to pick... We did a pick strawberries with my kids. My daughter was probably like two, three. My son, you know, six, seven. And I literally felt like we were slaves out in that field. You, The strawberries are low to the ground. You're down there. You're picking yeah. up the... Listen, I'll never go picking strawberries again. So that's the point. We'd rather go online, order from Instacart, and have the strawberries brought right, to the house. Right, right. Yeah, nobody's Giselle. going out this. I don't <laughs> say immigrants say are taking your job. You're not to attack me because I felt it. I knew he was going to say it. Of course, I use Instacart. It is 2023. Yo, I lo- I've been using Instacart before the pandemic. Same. Stop playing. Yes, and I was telling everyone all about it. And yep, no one and people listened. were hating on me. They're and then like, the wow, pandemic so came, lazy. and me and Giselle could get no slots for our delivery. <laughs> How can we put you on? Right. We told y'all about Instacart, and then you took all the slots. <laughs> Making me go outside pregnant. Thank you. What? I think Jen Gaskin might be the human mic drop. <laughs> no, but for real, we was hip to Instacart way before it became popular. Oh, 100%. Anything that makes my life more efficient, I'm for it. Exactly. I'm here for Show it. up with the bags. I will pay you the $4 to get Dang all right. Dang and I, I know they it. be marking up them things. Everything's marked up <laughs> on Instacart. But you know what's funny? Like, I don't care. I don't use Instacart. I, I happen to like going to the grocery store. I find it relaxing, but... 
In what? Since, I do. But since there's the people there, I know, I, I know. But oh. more and more, <laughs> as you walk there. the aisles, the people that are there are all shopping on Instacart. They're all, <laughs> b- They're all working. Groceries Have you not to gone people. to Whole Foods? Every know, shopper not, in I'm, there. I'm not fancy like you. I told you. <laughs> I, listen, I told you about the hot dog omelet. I don't want to hear about Whole Foods over here. Hot dog. I make hot dog omelets. I don't want to hear about it. It's delicious. Oh no, you shouldn't be. Making Thank you, John. No, it's delicious. Healthy. It's. I don't have it that often. It's delicious. Hot dog. Yeah, I don't have it that often. You don't even know what's in hot dogs. Listen, for anyone listening who wants the recipe, it's very easy. You want to email david at (laughs) wicn.org. They don't want the recipe, David. They do because it's delicious. I feel like it's super easy, right? The hot dog omelet. Like like the recipe is in the name. Yes. I would think eggs and hot dogs. There's a technique to it. You need (laughs) some butter. There's a technique to it. I like my hot dogs well done. You want to cut them up. You want to get them a little crispy on the outside with the butter in the pan. Then you add your eggs and fold it all together. He really really put thought into this. I'm the Guy Fieri of hot dog house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, then. Well. On next episode, is <laughs> hot dog hot dog. Uh, don't touch my podcast and don't eat what David's making. Right, right. <laughs> we don't eat hot dog omelets. Black lives matter. We yeah. don't eat hot dog omelets. <laughs> All kitchens matter. matter. <laughs> I cannot. You no, but in all please. seriousness, I feel like when we say Black Lives Matter, <laughs> so I think I took all the wind out of the room. <laughs> we don't have. We should not. There shouldn't be a response. There shouldn't right. be a response. Right. The response should be, I if you don't understand what the meaning of it is, ask. ask exactly. Right, so, ask. so tell me. I don't understand what this is all about. Please tell me, because in the end, well, I said for this from the beginning of the show. It's a, the people pivot to say all lives matter because they don't want to have that conversation. Mm-hmm, they, they don't want mm-hmm. to address the reality. They don't want to mm-hmm, hear mm-hmm. that things haven't always been in the up and up in this country. And they're afraid to dive in that thing. Why? What are you afraid of hearing? The same thing with DeSantis, who's a fascist in, in, out in oh, the open. he's, yeah. His whole Stop Woke Act, which is, which by the way, the whole if woke just means I'm aware of systemic injustices and I'm aware that everyone's uh, experience in America has not been the same. Then I'm fine. wide awake. Call, I'm woke. Call, call, call me I'm, woke. I'm woke as a motherfucker. Yeah, That's woke. Fine. <laughs> but his Stop Woke Act, in part, and Giselle talked about this with his uh, the Roberto Clemente thing, where he's, they want to teach about Roberto Clemente in Florida. They're trying to take him out of the yeah. books. It's insane. The what? whole point of it is the legislation essentially reads: if it, if a subject matter might make someone feel bad about themselves for who they are, no, it's it doesn't mean teaching kids about slavery or the Civil War, the actual Civil War, not the bullshit story, right? Not the fake uh, story. Yeah, right. Or any of the myriad injustices that have happened in this country. Is going to make them feel bad about themselves. It, we're not attacking them. We're, it, they shouldn't feel bad about themselves. No. They should feel, but they should feel bad that America has not delivered on its fundamental promise mm-hmm. of promoting the general welfare and forming a more perfect union and work to take what they've learned and strive to help to make that happen. And the sad part is this message has been the same from the beginning. Like yeah. the, the sad part is that BIPOC individuals have been having this message from the very beginning literally that's what the 1619 project yeah. book is about from 1690 yeah. which like predates the pilgrims by the way we try to explain the further and further away we get they from get. it yeah you know yeah right. yeah yes. we're because it's a explaining at this point it, right it's a, it's, it's a resistance to wanting to face things and now we're in the last couple of years once again we have gay people and the, the trans folks that are being attacked because they're an easy target because there's always a scapegoat. It's always mm-hmm. the reason this country is all screwed up is because a man thinks he's a woman. No, that person is living who they, their lives uh-huh. as they really mm-hmm. are and they have, to, have the freedom to do so without you judging them. And if you judge them, so what? Let them live their lives. When people say Black Lives Matter, if you don't understand, ask a question. People who are saying Black Lives Matter, maybe we need to add the two on the end. Maybe we don't. Yeah. Like Giselle said, maybe we got to stop explaining. 
and just live our lives as we are. And if you hear all lives matter at equally. Right, equally. All lives matter equally. That's a good one. We're going to shout you. equally after. And when people say blue lives matter, we're going to say, you're not a Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> no avatars here. <laughs> but this is season two, episode I'm Eight. looking at Giselle. Eight. Eight. Don't say seven. You know I was about to say seven, and then she would have had to do extra <laughs> editing of Don't Touch My Podcast. And Thank you for joining us. Special Thank guest. You. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. Yes, yes. You must come back. You're fun. I would love to. I never said anything. Just, I feel like Giselle's a permanent side eye over. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? It's been a great talk. Have a good day. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> Broadway is back this fall at the Hanover Theater and Conservatory. It kicks off with Mean Girls Musical on October 11th through October 16th. The Hanover Theater and Conservatory for the Performing Arts serves as a center of culture, education, and community. It also symbolizes the rebirth of the city. More information on the Hanover Theater can be found at thehanovertheater.org. Tickets can also be purchased there.